Hello, everyone. Audio is good. Welcome to this new episode of Average Intelligence News. As always, I am your regular co-host. You may notice I am alone. Um, in the description, it states as to why, but I'm going to save that announcement till the end because I'm counting on the fact that people don't like to read. But for those of you who do write, like to read, we have another episode of Average Intelligence News, so we'll go ahead and get into some headlines from today. The first of which being... Why Hunter Biden's plea deal fell apart. Once again, these news stories are brought to you by the All Sides News app, which is my personal favorite source for, I wouldn't even say unbiased news, just news that gives you all the different perspectives and then you can decide for yourself. I find that reading multiple, basically multiple sides of the same story can often be very enlightening, whereas some publications will put certain details because it fits their narrative, and others will report from a totally different angle because that then fits their narrative. But the synopsis of this article from all sides. Why did the plea deal that Hunter Biden and federal prosecutors agreed to last month fall apart during a hearing on Wednesday? Hunter Biden's legal team said the plea deal would be, quote, null and void unless the president's son would be shielded from further charges. This was an issue for prosecutors who informed the judge that Biden could still be hit with a Foreign Agents Restriction Act violation in the future. This dispute led the Washington Examiner, with a light right-leaning bias according to the All Sides News app, to determine that, quote, the first son may not be handled with such care for other alleged misconduct. Newsweek reports, which Newsweek has a center of bias, according to all sides, quoted a number of attorneys explaining why the hearing turned into a, quote, debacle, which I have some of the quotes for you in a moment. One attorney explained that from a legal strategy standpoint, quote, there's little incentive for a defendant to plead to some charges knowing an investigation is ongoing and others could be coming. Another lawyer, another lawyer broke down the judge's objections, stating, quote, the judge determined that the way in which the party structured their two interlocking agreements required her to play a role in the latter's enforcement without giving her a say over its approval. One provision in the deal gave the judge power to identify potential future breaches in the deal and bring charges. This authority typically lies with the Department of Justice, but according to the New York Times, with a light left-leaning bias, according to all sides, the Biden team fears a Republican victory in 2024 could push the DOJ to go after Biden. The judge deemed this provision unconstitutional. So, just some... <clears throat> Points from the Newsweek article, which was the center uh, that I found interesting. Hunter Biden's attorney declared the agreement, quote, null and void after learning it wouldn't offer sweeping immunity for other possible offenses. As most of you are probably aware, Hunter Biden is in the middle of an investigation. I believe multiple, actually. Not, if, if you don't count this one, it might be one other. I'm not sure. Uh, Biden had agreed to plead guilty for two misdemeanor tax charges as part of an agreement that would see him avoid prosecution for allegedly illegally possessing a firearm whilst a drug user, a felony offense. However, this fell apart when it became clear that the Delaware U.S. Attorney's investigation into Hunter Biden is ongoing and that the deal wouldn't cover the potential charges that could arise from that probe, which makes... I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but that 
kind of makes sense. I can't see how you can agree to a plea deal for one charge and have that immunity apply to different charges in a different investigation. If there's a lawyer in the comments, let me know. Joyce Vance, who served as an attorney for the Northern District of Alabama, was quoted. Get the comment section up here, sorry. Feel free to post in the comments. Quote, the judge expressed concern about the agreement linking Hunter's tax issue with the firearms charge, which would see the charges against him over the latter dismissed, quote, as though they were never filed. It was the judge who balked here, expressing concern that the role assigned to her went beyond her constitutional role. Under the Constitution, decisions about whom to indict and on what charges are reserved to the executive branch and put into the hands of the Justice Department. Judges don't make those decisions. The judge was concerned that because the agreement gave her the authority to oversee decisions about when a breach of the agreement occurred and charges could be brought to, tr could be brought to trial, that the parties were forcing her out of her constitutional lane. Now, the Washington Examiner, which has a light right-leaning bias, their headline was, Hunter Biden plea, three takeaways from chaotic hearing in which a deal fell apart. And quoting from that article, the judge instructed the president's son to, quote, look for a job, stay away from alcohol and drugs, not to buy or possess a firearm, and submit to random drug tests in exchange for not being arrested while the investigation continues. The judge's deferral does not mean the original plea deal is dead. However, the parties will have to address the judge's concerns and her ability to enforce a pretrial diversion agreement. And the New York Times, which all sides gives a light left-leaning uh, bias to, their headline for this story was how Hunter Biden's judge came to have doubts on the deal. Now, that article pretty much said the same stuff that Newsweek did, but didn't go into as much detail in terms of the legal precedent. Now, in the interest of fairness here, I do want to confess my own bias when it comes to Hunter Biden, because I've been following Hunter Biden on and off uh, since I read in a USA Today article that he had joined the board of Marisma, which for those of you who don't know, or Burisma, however you want to pronounce it, for those of you who don't know, is one of the largest natural gas companies in Ukraine. Now, that fact alone wasn't particularly, you know, eyebrow-raising. But what was eyebrow-raising is when I read this, it was in 2014, only a few months after Russia's annexation of Crimea. And I found that very interesting that the son of a vice president would be, who, who had no background in energy, by the way, and I believe very little in business. I know that he was a director of some sort, for Amtrak, which don't even get me started on that. So I do want to point out my bias. And in the interest of also being fair, I almost forgot. One of my favorite segments, What Did We Fuck Up? Let me find it, because I have some that I kept forgetting to bring up. So on it, this has been a few podcasts ago, and I apologize because uh, it, it has been some time. But on that podcast, I had said, that Joe Rogan's photo was discolored by CNN. I was incorrect. It was, in fact, a video that he had posted to Instagram. Um, I don't know. I just got that mixed up in my head. And then one, this isn't really a mess up, but this is something that was brought to, or I was reminded of, or brought to my attention, rather, by a commenter on Instagram who they had uh, posted a comment to one of the clips from our Biden grading episode, and this, to be fair, Joe Biden does deserve credit for this. He signed a law expanding veteran benefits exposed to toxic burn pits in the PACT Act. 
Act. However, so that's P-A-C-T. However, that really was more Congress than Biden. But I mean, he did sign it and he didn't veto it. So there's that. And then also one other thing I want to, because we have a video that's kind of getting a bit of a blow up on Instagram. It was a clip we quoted, or rather a <laughs> a reel we posted uh, from our Ron DeSantis announcement podcast that we did a little while ago. And we've been getting a lot of comments on it. So basically, a lot of people are basically alleging that we're racist, and I'm going to guess particularly me, because for context, all this clip says is I say, hey, Ron DeSantis said this. Is it true or false? It's true. That's all I said. Now, what Ron DeSantis said is that uh, Florida has more black-owned businesses than any other state in the United States. That's a factually true statement. Now, one commenter did say, you know, that he's implying that Florida is a friendlier state uh, to the black community. Probably, I mean, let's be honest, he probably is saying that. And another commenter wisely pointed out that that may, in fact, actually, he didn't say may, he said it's likely. I digress. But he did point out that the fact that Florida has more black owned businesses may be because Florida just has a higher per capita, you know, a higher population of black people living in the state. I mean, that, that may very well be the case. But if the point is that DeSantis, that Ron DeSantis and his administration, you know, not even going so far as to say he's a racist, but to say that their administration is unfriendly to the black community, which I cannot speak to because I do not either, I neither live in Florida nor am I black, but it would stand to reason just thinking logically that if that administration was again, not even going to say full-blown racist, but if that administration was in any way, shape, or form anti-black people, how do you explain that population? Now, sure, you can chalk it up to people's inability to move and the fact that Ron DeSantis, in as, as far as the state's history goes, is a recently new phenomenon, but it's worth noting that, if I remember correctly, that number changed somewhat recently after... DeSantis became governor. Now, I cannot speak to the... I want to say I had read the stats. Like, not only did Florida have the most black-owned businesses, but it also saw the most new applications for business, uh, you know, filings, LLCs and such. Um, I can't remember, honestly. But just some interesting things. But that reel is gaining some traction. And I, genuine question, if someone could please explain to me how pointing out the fact that what Ron DeSantis said is just a factually true statement and not going any more in depth into that, certainly not in the clip, how that is racist. I would, I would very much like to know because I don't want to be viewed as a racist. I'm not a racist. It's just that if it's, that's like saying, that's like saying there's a high Hispanic population in the state of Texas. That's not a racist statement. It's, it's factually true. I don't understand, but anyway, I digress. Back to the headlines. So the next headline we have, seven car, company, seven car companies announce EV charging network expansion plan. Just thought this was worth going into, if I can get my phone to cooperate with me. Very professional here on the Average Intelligence Podcast. All righty. 
Seven automotive companies announced a joint venture to construct 30,000 electric vehicle charging stalls across North America, nearly doubling the current number of stalls. BMW, General Motors, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, and Chrysler Stellantis, that's Chrysler slash Stellantis, are joining forces to increase the electric vehicle charging infrastructure in North America as efforts are being made at the state and federal level to move drivers away from gas-powered cars. While other automotive companies such as Tesla and Ford are not part of this effort, the new chargers will reportedly be compatible with these companies' electric vehicles. The first stations are expected to open next summer. Now, I do remember reading something to the effect of Tesla was going to change over their uh, new charging stations so that it was more friendly to other electric vehicles, although don't quote me on that. I seem to remember reading that. A joint press comp a joint press release, excuse me, from the company stated, quote, with U.S. electric vehicle sales expected to exceed 50% of total U.S. sales by 2030. I don't know if that's true. That seems a little fishy. Or like that, that seems, no, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. The expansion of reliable charging infrastructure will become even more critical to widespread electric vehicle adoption. Except then you have states like California where they are in one breath talking about banning the sale of gas power vehicles in the state and then ask people not to charge their EVs. So you might want to figure that one out first. The new charging stations will be quote, will be in convenient locations offering canopies wherever possible and amenities such as restrooms, food service and retail operations either nearby or within the same complex. That is that I 100% agree with 100%. Outlets across the spectrum reported mildly on the announcement. Left and center-rated outlets used more weighted language such as, quote, crucial when discussing national effort to transition away from gas-powered vehicles. Outlets across the spectrum were in agreement that the largest obstacle facing the mass adoption of electric vehicles is fear from drivers that a charging station would not be easily accessible, which is true. And just going through the headlines, the Washington Post, which according to this has a light left-leaning bias, seven automakers joined forces to double EV fast charger network in U.S., and from the center, from Forbes, seven automakers joined to build new EV charging network to rival Tesla. Interesting take on that. And from Fox Business, which has a, uh, light, a slight right-leaning bias, according to all sides, GM, Honda, Hyundai, other major automakers announced plan to build electric vehicle charging network. I just realized I had a typo on my sheet. I'm glad I didn't read that out loud. That would have been embarrassing. Who has heavy left wing? Yeah, I know. I found that weird. So said that they said the Washington Post. Oh, you know what? No, I'm not because I get them confused too. I always think Huffington Post, which is super left. The Washington Post is definitely left leaning uh, for sure. However, I have read a few articles that I thought were at least somewhat fair uh, in their estimation. As long as it's not involving Trump, I think it's only a slight left-leaning bias. But then our next headline, McConnell's health questioned after freeze-up at news conference. I actually watched this happen live. Uh, my business partner just happened to be watching CNN live, and um, it was it was very freaky to watch, like... We were, we were kind of worried he was going to keel over right there. Glad he didn't. But on Wednesday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, raised concerns when he froze mid-sentence at a press conference for about 20 seconds. 
Senator John Bar, Bar- Blah, John Barrasso, I hope that's where you're known, or Barrasso, Bar- I'm going to say Barrasso, Republican from Wyoming, led McConnell away from the lectern after the episode. McConnell returned about 10 minutes later, saying he was fine, but had felt lightheaded. Quote, the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged, McConnell said, making reference to Biden's fall last month during the commencement ceremony at the U.S. Air Force Academy. The White House said at the time that Biden tripped and fell over a sandbag and that he was not injured. The 81-year-old Republican leader was hospitalized in March with a concussion after taking a serious fall at a fundraising dinner in Washington and reportedly had another fall earlier this month that was previously unreported. McConnell is a polio survivor, polio survivor who has long struggled with climbing stairs and navigating other obstacles. Some right-rated sources focused more on McConnell's joke about Biden. Left-rated sources focused more on other news reports of McConnell's recent falls and framed the situation as more dire. And that is pretty well true. I skimmed the articles. They didn't talk too much about... They didn't talk too much differently from that synopsis, but the headline from Fox News with a heavy right-leaning bias, McConnell jokes about freezing up, tells Biden he got, quote, sandbag. I actually found that joke to be... If it hadn't come from McConnell, it would have been a very poor taste. Uh, but coming from McConnell, I... It's kind of shitty for somebody to call up and find out how you were after a pretty scary medical event, as they're calling it, and to make a joke at their expense. That's kind of their expense. That's kind of a dick move, Mitch. Not going to lie. I know this is a news program, but yeah, dick move, man. You can at least say, thank you for checking up on me, Mr. President. I'm fine. I don't care if you like the guy or not. It's a common courtesy. He's extending it to you. Extend it back. NBC News, with a light left-leaning bias, according to all sides, Mitch McConnell fell recently at a D.C. airport before his news conference frees up. And then one thing interesting in their article, the Senate Republican leader, aged 81, has also been using a wheelchair to navigate crowded airports, said a source familiar with his practices. Now, that points to more left-leaning sources kind of pointing it out as more dire, but as the synopsis said accurately, Mitch McConnell is a polio survivor. That is not... I'm not surprised at that point. Um, if you all recall, you know, left Democratic darling FDR was in a wheelchair most of his adult life, certainly most of his presidency. Now, some very interesting things from The Hill, which is labeled as the, in the center from all sides, their headline was, Scary Moment for McConnell Raises Questions for GOP. And there were some very interesting things reported in this article, not least of which being an aide to McConnell later said, quote, he felt lightheaded and stepped away for a moment. The aide pointed out that McConnell was sharp in answering reporters' questions after he returned to the event, which is true, or as sharp as Mitch McConnell normally is. McConnell's term runs to the end of 2026, and he previously said that he expects to stay on as leader. Senate Minority Leader, not Supreme Leader. <laughs> But Senate Republican colleagues say McConnell seems to be still suffering the effects of a nasty spill he took in early March, which sent him to the hospital with a concussion and led to weeks of rehabilitation. One Republican senator who requested anonymity to discuss McConnell's health observed that the GOP leader has been more reticent at Republican lunch meetings. The lawmaker speculated that McConnell may be having trouble hearing the conversations at the lunch, just as he sometimes has trouble hearing reporters' questions at press conferences. 
So those were the big headlines for today. Now you may notice the glaring absence of the UFO hearings. I thought about including that, but I will be honest. We didn't know what we were going to do on the show tonight. This was kind of a last minute decision. And we weren't sure if we were going to do a podcast about the UFO hearings, but honestly, each of us didn't really have a lot of time. Uh, certainly didn't have enough time to watch the entire hearing, which we want to do. So I can confidently say that we will commit to doing uh, an episode on UFOs in general, including that hearing in the very near future, probably week after next. So now we're going to play our headline game, but I'm changing it up this week because now we're going to do CNN and Fox News. And in the interest of being alphabetical order, we're going to CNN first. And how this game works for those of you who are uh, new to Average Intelligence News is I just open up the news app. <laughs> oh, wow. And I read the first headline that pops up. And from CNN, more charges brought against Trump in classified documents case. So this is breaking. Special counsel Jack Smith has brought additional charges against former President Donald Trump in the case alleging mishandling of classified documents, including one additional count of willful retention of national defense information and two additional obstruction counts related to alleged attempts to delete surveillance video footage at Mar-a-Lago Club in summer of 2022, court documents show. According to the court filing, Trump employees attempted to delete security footage at the Florida resort, and one said, quote, the boss wanted a server deleted. New charges were also filed against Trump's aide, Walt Nauta, 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 I think Nauta, and Mar-a-Lago maintenance worker Carlos de Oliveira was added to the case. Trump and Nauta were charged in the probe last month and have pleaded, have ple- uh, pleaded not guilty. Meanwhile, in the special counsel's 2020 election investigation into Trump, the timing of a possible indictment is still unclear. Trump's defense lawyers and Smith met Thursday without the former president's team getting any guidance about the timing, sources told CNN. Trump called the team's meeting productive. And then new allegations contradict what Trump said about document from Tabe to Bedminster meeting. New details in the superseding indictment against former President Donald Trump contradict his previous denials about the classified Iran attack plans. See, I pointed this out. I can't remember if it was... Yeah, this was when I read the Trump indictment. You know, and and I get it. He shouldn't have had those documents. Like, I, I fully agree with that and what have you. But it was allegedly a big national security concern. And at first, the country wasn't even named. But now news reports all over the place are saying that it was Iran. So it must not have been that big of a deal. Uh, Previous denials about the classified Iran attack plans that he flaunted during an audio taped meeting at his golf club in Benminster, New Jersey. The new charges filed by special counsel Jack Smith confirmed that the document in question was indeed classified and about, quote, military activity in a foreign country, which CNN reported is Iran. Over the past few months, Trump has denied that the paper he showed to biographers at Bedminster in July 2021 was a government document and claimed it was merely a news clipping. Quote, there was no document, Trump told Fox News in June, on June 19th. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else was talking about Iran and other things. 
and it may have been held up or may not, but it was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify, even though he said he could have declassified it on the tape. There were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles, Trump said in the interview. Trump previously pleaded not guilty to all the charges against him. Former President Donald Trump railed against the latest charges filed by special counsel Jack Smith in an interview with Fox News Digital on Thursday, claiming they amount to, quote, election interference at the highest level and prosecutorial misconduct now. Before I continue reading. It's worth going into the fact that Trump may have a point there. (laughs) I can't help it. I have to. Whenever I'm quoting Trump, I have to use the voice. Plus, I also want to work on it because I used to not have a very good Trump voice, but some people have said I have a good parody one, at least. I don't believe them. Um, It is, however, worth noting that for that claim, it kind of depends on what you're talking about by election interference. Now, I've said on this podcast and in various other places, I believe that if Trump is indeed guilty of this crime, which, based upon the information that's been released, it seems that he is at least guilty in certain measures that he should be prosecuted. I believe everybody should be prosecuted. That's where we get into the election interference claim. So I still firmly maintain that if this was virtually any other politician, Joe Biden included, Hillary Clinton included, even other Republican politicians, like even going so far back as George W. Bush or Barack Obama had plenty of scandal, even though none of it was reported. I do also believe I I do believe that Trump is guilty. I want to reiterate that. I think he is guilty of this crime. Now, do I, I also believe that Hillary Clinton was guilty of crimes. I believe that Barack Obama was caught red-handed funneling and selling weapons to Mexican drug cartels, which is a crime. I do personally believe that Joe Biden is at least tertiarily involved with international business dealings that include his son, Hunter Biden, and that he used on multiple occasions his position as either vice president or president to help Hunter Biden secure deals or make things happen, which is a crime. What I would ideally like to see in all of these instances is them being prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, but I don't see that happening. So by virtue of that logic, if you're going to hold Trump to a different standard than every other politician, that is, in fact, election interference. If you're going to hold all of them to the same standard, it is then not election interference. It is exercise of the law. And I want to reiterate, I believe everyone who is guilty of a crime should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But if that precedent and standard is not going to be held by all people, then you have to go with the most common standard, which is letting politicians get away with everything, sometimes murder, probably. But the article continues. Oh, no, it started at the very beginning. Oh, no, sorry, it did not. It actually took me to a different article. Shame on you, CNN. Oh, well, it actually updated, so... Sorry, I guess that's the end of that article. It live updated on me. Let me see if I can find where I was, because it just updated it with a timeline. 
Yeah, okay. Quote, they're harassing my company, they're harassing my family, and by far, least importantly of all, they're harassing me. Trump said in his first public comments since Smith brought additional charges in the case, alleging he mishandled classified documents after his presidency. He also claimed that his position in the 2024 presidential election polls has made him a target for the Justice Department, which I'm also of the opinion that they want Trump to get the nomination because they're confident that Joe Biden can beat Trump again. Quote, if I weren't leading Biden by a lot in numerous polls and wasn't going to be the Republican nominee, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't be happening, Trump said. But I am way up as a Republican and way up in the general election. This is what you get. Trump said that, quote, our country is suffering from DOJ abuse, adding that hopefully the Republican Party will do something about it. Legal drama surrounding the former president has never been more intense, as he has already been indicted twice this year and continues to face other legal challenges. On multiple fronts, Trump has repeatedly dismissed the case as politically motivated, which he's got, he has a point. I, I don't think a reasonable person can deny that the whole reason the charges are being brought against him, particularly the indictment in New York, is politically motivated. Now, I think Trump gift-wrapped this one for them, but I do think it was politically motivated. In the classified documents case, prosecutors have laid out a narrative about how Trump allegedly conspired with employees to improperly keep documents and how he allegedly requested the video evidence of their presence at his Mar-a-Lago resort be deleted. I mean, they do have him on tape. And the article goes on, but this is very, very long, and it's essentially all the same stuff. Uh, you can It's the top story on CNN at right now. And now we're going to go over to Fox News just to see the difference in priorities. Prioritize. Oh, this is interesting. So Fox News is also reporting on this. Trump hit. Trump, I'm sorry. Trump charged with additional counts in special counsel's classified records probe. Third-person charged in Trump documents case. Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins has the latest on the former president handling classified documents in special report. Former President Donald Trump was charged with an additional count of willful retention of national defense information and two new obstruction counts as part of a superseding indictment out of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into his alleged improper retention of classified documents. Quote, Today, a superseding indictment was returned by a grand jury in the Southern District of Florida that adds one defendant and four charges to the prior indictment filed against Donald J. Trump and Walter, oh, sorry, Waltine Nauta, the Justice Department said in a statement Thursday. Quote, the superseding indictment adds a new count charging Trump with one additional count of willful retention of national defense information. Quote, Carlos de Oliveira, 56, of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, has been added to the obstruction conspiracy charged in the original indictment, the DOJ said. Quote, the superseding indictment also charges Trump de Oliveira and Nata with two new obstruction counts based on allegations that the defendants attempted to delete surveillance video footage at the Mar-a-Lago Club in summer 2022. Quote, Finally, the superseding indictment also charges De Oliveira 
with false statements and represent, representations in a voluntary interview with the FBI on January 13, 2023. The DOJ added, quote, De Oliveria has been summoned to appear at 10.30 a.m. on July 31, 2023 in courtroom number five at the James L. King Federal Courthouse in Miami. The indictment alleges that the defendants attempted to delete surveillance video footage from Mar-a-Lago. According to the indictment, De Oliveria told an unnamed Trump employee that, quote, the boss wanted the server deleted. Quote, Trump employee four responded that he would not know how to do that and that he did not believe that he would have the rights to do that. The indictment states, quote, Trump employee four told De Oliveria that De Oliveria would have to reach out to another employee who was a supervisor of security for Trump's business organization. Reacting to the additional charges, a Trump campaign spokesperson told Fox News Digital that, quote, this is nothing more than a continued desperate, att desperate failing attempt by the Biden crime family and their Department of Justice to harass Donald Trump and those around him. Quote, deranged Jack Smith. Sorry, I was seeing if this was a Trump quote or somebody from his campaign, so I know whether or not to do the voice. No. Deranged Jack Smith knows that they have no case. I wouldn't go that far. And is casting about for any way to salvage their illegal witch hunt. I don't know about illegal. And to get someone other than Donald Trump to run against crooked Joe Biden. I don't know that they want anybody but Donald Trump to run against Joe Biden. The spokesperson said. Smith was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland in November 2022 to investigate Trump's alleged improper retention of classified records at his Mar-a-Lago home. The Justice Department had been investigating the matter after the FBI conducted an unprecedented search of his private residence in August 2022. Nara told Congress in February 2022 that Trump took 15 boxes of presidential records, so that's the National Archives Retention Association, something, it's National Archives, took 15 boxes of presidential records to his personal residence in Florida. Nara recovered 15 boxes from Mar-a-Lago and, quote, identified items marked as classified national security information within the boxes, the matter was referred to the Justice Department by NARA, and really everybody knows what's happening here. And the article just goes on to recount everything that we already know happened. If you want to get more into the details of the indictment, you can check out our episode, our full podcast episode on the Trump indictment, where I basically go through it. I don't read the whole thing, but I go through what I felt was pertinent. And there's still a link in that description where you can download and read the entire indictment for yourself, or you can do a complete Google search. It literally cannot be made any easier for you. Well, that is it for our headlines tonight, except one more announcement. The whole reason that we were doing an episode of Average Intelligence News tonight instead of our regular podcast is because we are we had planned on doing a review of the Barbie movie, but I felt, because it's culturally relevant and everybody's talking about and we're whores, but I felt that it would just not be entertaining enough for two dudes to sit around and talk about Barbie because that would be kind of weird. So... We are making a very special episode with some special guests to review the movie for us. Now, because of the nature of it, we are going to be recording this one instead of live streaming. We, have, we are set to record on Sunday, and that video will be edited and released on Thursday, normal time. So it will not be a literal live stream, but we will be streaming it. So the live chat will be active as the episode premieres. So it'll feel like normal, and we will be in the comment section to kind of engage with everybody as 
the review is being given. But uh, look forward to that. We're very excited about it. And dare I say, there may be some surprises. Yeah. You won't, you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. But that is going to be next Thursday at our regularly scheduled time. So 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Average Intelligence News slash Average Intelligence Podcast. Normally, they're not the same thing, but sometimes they will be. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Help the YouTube algorithm push our content to more people, especially if you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends. Tell people about it. If you found uh, something interesting or why, why didn't we talk about another news article, put it in the comments. Comment. It's all about conversation with us. And if you prefer to listen to the podcast instead of watching it, you can always check us out on YouTube Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. So Amazon Streaming or Amazon Music, rather. Radio Now. Not Radio Now, sorry. iHeartRadio. Podcast Addict, Podbean. Spotify, basically every major podcast platform. You can find us there or right here on good old YouTube. And you can check out all of our shorts content on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can check out the other podcasts in the RTA Podcast Network by visiting our website, rtamedia.org. There is a link in the description to make it easy for you. You can check out the Average Intelligence Podcast, the RTA Podcast, down the middle podcast for all of you pro wrestling fans and for all of you Disney slash theater nerds. You can check out the Part of Your Broadway World podcast as well. And we have more stuff coming soon we're very excited about. But for tonight, we will bid you adieu. Good night and good news.